Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Well, there, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. ESPN 1000, Hanley and Xander for a couple hours here on a Saturday morning. We've got so much to talk about and not a lot of good, Brian. Well, you, you look, the Cubs beat the World Series champions yesterday. You want to start off there? Hey, Keegan Thompson. Oh, we're Keegan doing that? Thompson. Okay, all right, we'll do that. It's good. Fire and, Tony. Yeah, yeah it's, it's to the same beat, you know, that's just Gio kind of... Gio <laughs> Right. Yeah, you've worked it out today, haven't you? Hey, uh, Keegan Thompson, a tip of the uh, the Jed Hoyer cap to him. I mean, at least at least there was something to watch yesterday because I well, yeah, you're right about that. I mean, uh, yeah. look, if you're a baseball fan and you spend time watching the White Sox, uh, oh. that was uh, you know for a time it was okay. And you know, Giolito just ain't right this year. Is it? Is it COVID? You know, his stint with COVID. There's just so many variables. We don't know why. It's just not right. That's not the guy that we thought. We uh, was we it last Sunday. Yeah, last Sunday we we're talking about his previous three starts, and now it's four consecutive starts. Yep. Twenty earned runs. 20 and two-thirds innings pitched, if my math is correct. Seven home runs. See, now that... Eh. That's a problem. He's, That's he's a allowed problem. six runs in the last four starts. Six runs, two, two runs, four runs, eight runs. Yep. Six, two, four, eight. Who do we appreciate? Gio Not Giolito right now. We don't appre- two, four, I don't six, think he eight. appreciates himself right now. Yeah, There's mean, a guy who will get on himself, and you can tell. You saw the camera shots. Oh, great Apple TV broadcast. Oh, you know, that... But, that, that they have to double down my. I, it's bad enough I'm watching the you know Matt Foster come in and and you know implode after Giolito set the table for bad. I know what you're going to bring up. I know top of the sixth, right? No, but that Apple TV. Uh, I mean, yeah, but was it better when at the top of the sixth when they pulled the uh, thing that they did so many years ago yeah, with the Bears the and they just levels. pulled they, they, the the field mics and just let the action yeah. or the uh, non-action speak for itself. Yeah, Jeff uh, Jeff Agress, the um, the media columnist for the Sun Times, tweeted out, "You know, I really like that. Um, I would have liked it for the whole game, but that's just me, <laughs> right?" I and mean, and I, I, as soon as that happened, as soon as that happened, I said out loud, "We will be talking about this tomorrow morning because well, this I, might I, be I better than what we've heard before." Because the side, I, I I don't remember the players. Okay, so but it's the uh, it, it was the analyst that's in the booth. Uh, the other, I, the other analyst, the female. I don't remember if, if her. I, name. If I cared enough, I would know. And maybe, right, right, you know, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Right, it doesn't matter. And and it, this has nothing to do with anything but the fact that they are out of town announcers and they're not great. Play by play, Melanie. I think her name is. She's not bad. But the point is, well, there was great. a point. Eh, okay, and and that's fine. And that's fine. And it's not it's it's certainly, certainly not anything a, to do with being a woman. Right, it's just, right, it's not right. Good, right. It's it's not great, especially if you're if you're from uh, yeah, you know Chicago and you want to see a home call. There are better national calls that will work for a hometown fan. Makes yeah, sense. Right. And in in the analyst, and we are we are spoiled for choice in this town. And we are. You know, we really sometimes are. has a poll, and and you know some people are going to really embrace it. Other people are going to be not so much, but. One of the the comments from the uh, fan who voted in the poll said, 
even if you come in last place in that poll, you'd be number one in most every other market because that's how good we have it when yeah. it comes to baseball booths, right? You're, you, no, you're absolutely right. And the thing that bothered me, it, it was like one minute, one minute into the game broadcast. And, and I don't know if it was a, uh, the pregame leading up or whatever, but like one minute into the broadcast, the one analyst said something like, and Andrew Vaughn, Boy, he came out of nowhere. He wasn't supposed to be anything special. I can't remember whatever the quote was, but it's like, okay, can you please, this information is available on the internet. Could you do a little research? But you talk to someone on the field. all, All of that. That was, that is not hard information to get. No. And, and to say something like Andrew Vaughn came out of nowhere, he's a big surprise. Did you know he was a Golden Spikes winner? Did you know he was a high draft pick? Did you know that he had a he had a slump last year, but he came out blazing last year? Yeah. No, uh, it's a, so that's what makes thing. it even more painful is when and they he, don't do the research and they don't do the basics. Yeah, and you mentioned they've done it with football games where the alternate uh, – Brought, you know, network. You could go there and not listen to anybody. Just listen to the sound. Well, they did sound. that on CBS on their main broadcast, and yeah. I was trying to remember what year. It must have been sometime in the eighties. I can't yeah, remember yeah. when that was, but that was a very famous game, and it was weird, but it was enjoyable in a different way. Now, if we're going to have the Apple TV broadcast, I would agree. I would rather not hear that. It and was, I know some was, people with uh, Benetti and Stone maybe would want it silent too. Fred, yeah, but Fred they're inter- and I, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Fred Fred will, you know, he'll he, be banging that made, drum forever. He's made peace with, with uh, Jason. I don't know if he appreciates his broadcast anymore, but Oh, no, no, no. there was one time uh, recently that I tweeted something and he, he had to jump on and say, they hurt my ears. It's like, get some earmuffs, pal. So God bless Fred, Biz. He's not going to change his stripes. <laughs> no, he, no, Jason, no, 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 no. Even that, if Jason calls in on the final Fred show the, and tells you how Yeah, much, those stripes are permanent. Those yeah. stripes are permanent. That, that, uh, that you could hear everything in the ballpark when they weren't talking. They're doing field levels. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I even heard Deshaun Watson scream, get up on in there. Um <laughs> It was it was it was a little too much natural sound maybe yeah it, uh, it was like he was, was getting a massage right there in the <laughs> get up on in there how many times do you think he's going to hear that from a defensive player if he gets on the field uh, yeah if he gets on the get, field that's the get key. up on in there well, and I know I'm we're skipping you. all around but boy what yeah. a mess in Cleveland we Ugh. thought things were messy here uh, <laughs> at least at least we know the players and and, oh, and such. Lord. Anyway, three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to jump in to talk about the Cubs or the Sox, Cubs oh, good day yesterday. Sox not at all. Not you know, we unfortunately it, it's the same Sox conversation every weekend because uh, uh, my guy Murph on Twitter is like, I thought they turned a corner in Detroit, right? Because the offense when Cotta goes well, five six, we certainly wanted it to. And what's with all the hamstrings? Now I know that we've heard forever. That, you know, people, you know, these players and, and people are accusing Giolito of this too, you know, lifting weights, bulking up, not and, stretching and enough. not stretching enough. I could tell you that I have, and, and obviously I'm not a pro player by any sense of the You're means, a rocker. but I, yes, this rocker has in a uh, softball league, I've tweaked my hamstring. That sucks, but oh, I know exactly terrible. why I did it because I did not stretch out enough. And I'm not sure. We don't know what happened, but what is with all of these? Grandal, and we are totally snake bitten. Seriously, I don't know what's going on, but Grandal starts hitting hamstring. Mankata has a great game, hamstring. 
but it's just one great game, and and, and you know, no, no, it's it, just one. It's just so one. every right. time you think they're turning, you know, they go to Detroit and they beat them like a you know like they owed them money, and and you know they're just thirteen nothing, and here we go, we're going to Houston, and oh boy, that's that's a good team with a winning record. We can't possibly win that game. It, it's just every time you think they're they're finally putting stuff, something together. They they turn into the White Sox and it's just like okay one step forward and, and, I don't know right it, I don't know if it's two steps back now, I'm not sure today. I'm not sure of your expectations of the Astros series I did not think that they were going to come in guns blazing and sweep them that was not ever no, that never entered it. my mind but make it competitive and we were three three and our bullpen what did we say over the winter how great was our bullpen is that what we came said was of, that it, what everybody what? was saying it, it right came, it came out of nowhere that bullpen. Yeah, you know, in a bad, bad way. Now, I know Foster, I, I don't know where Ruiz is. Uh, he didn't have a great last outing. Foster has been a stud at times, but that didn't work. Our middle relief is really, really bad. And if Giolito, our starter, can't get us at least to seven, which is what happened again, this is the problem. There's the soft spot right there. And then we're not able to respond. Now, for us to be able to respond with 10, 10 runs in inside three innings, uh, that's a tall task. So it was it was the well, pitching it, staff that failed us yesterday, but it was competitive that, you know, for a little. And, you know, they're going to the, well, Tony La Russa should have pulled Giolito before he did, and here comes Tony, the next, you know, batter. It, it, you got to execute your pitches. I mean, fourteen batters in that right. sixth inning. This is not hey. about this is not about Tony pulling no. Giolito hey. early enough. As, as a matter of fact, at what point do you give Tony credit for keeping Giolito in the pro that he is to try to figure it out to save himself? Yeah, I, I, you know, and, and look, it didn't happen. But I mean, that should be the approach because the middle relief spot is soft. We're not but, getting it done there. Well, you mentioned, and, and Lucas, you know, at least he has a, a good spot on self analysis. Does, doesn't help you right now because of the rut he's in, but he knew what he what he wasn't doing last night. And he knows he has to be better. Yep, and uh, here's some audio uh, with uh, Mr. Giolito after the game. None too happy. A little bit in the sixth inning. Um, not really. I mean, I just felt like walked the leadoff guy and fell behind pretty much every in my face. Didn't execute pitches. Got burned. That's really it. What did you kind of find in the, the middle innings there that was working for you? I mean, they got the early runs pretty quick on you, and then you kind of settled in. Worked on some mechanical adjustments uh, leading up to this that I thought were pretty effective. Uh, I felt like my fastball was a lot better, but still not commanding the ball, um, losing my changeup. Um, middle innings, generally working ahead. Um, using my off-speed stuff, slider and change-up to be able to get back in the count, not be predictable. Um, Subby did a really good job uh, calling the game throughout the whole thing. But, you know, it's on me to execute. Um, did a lot better job in the middle innings. Uh, first couple innings, home runs on not good pitches, missed pitches. And then in the uh, sixth inning, it's just whole lot of bad execution nobody's going to be tougher on lucas giolito than lucas giolito which i appreciate but he's got to find it and he's got to find it fast and i can't imagine that tony la Russa wanted 
to have to go to the bullpen at that point. Now, we've seen Tony go to the bullpen in the fifth, but he knows, I've got to think he knows what we're seeing, that middle, the middle relief right now is soft, Bummer's not around. Uh, you know, we've had some challenges, so yeah, to have the starters go as deep as they after, can is very important. Shortly after we got off the air, we understand why Bummer isn't around. He right. wasn't available last week, and they weren't, he wasn't saying why. We were why talking about that. In, right. Uh, right. It was the, it was the uh, non-information. Same thing with Liam Hendricks. Right. right. It was a and, few days, like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? But then, you know, it ends up he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So Giolito was at 13 home runs on the season. We had a caller last week who said, you know, you know that home run's coming. Well, the problem is against a good team, you can't have it come in the first inning and then the first pitch of the second inning. And as you said, you come back and tie it, and then boom goes the dynamite in the sixth. Yep. But it's always something with this team. It's just you can't go. I mean, God bless the Tigers are there for you. And you did what you're to supposed give, to do. To give you a little ego boost, at least, yeah. uh, in the short term. Yeah. But you better start beating good teams. Absolutely. I mean, Ab- look, I don't know about you, Brian, but if I threw a couple teams out to you, the Astros, the Twins, or the Yankees. Now, take out the fact that two of them are not in your division, okay? Just mm-hmm. just say those teams. Which one for the White Sox scares you most? Boy, it'd be right now I'd say it's the uh, Astros. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Even though the Yankees have the best record and oh, we, I mean, and we saw just, them uh, again, it's the ad uh, there's something with the Astros especially down there in Houston that and and we're going yeah, look, if we if we want to have any success even even getting a sniff of the World Series, we're not doing it without get it, getting better, through them. You better get a sniff of the wild card before you even think about well, that. Well, that's what I'm saying. But I'm yeah. saying eventually the scariest team that we just both determined is the team that we have to go through. And speaking of good teams, it wouldn't be the Cubs. Um, and the Yankees beat them, beat them, and beat them. Beat, I mean, historically bad week for the Cubs. God bless Keegan Thompson that he actually gave you something to watch and Snapped the Braves' 14-game win streak yesterday in the Cubs' 10-game. The Cubs have three losing streaks of double digits in a calendar year for the first time in franchise history. There, think about. You I know, think more about is on the, the way. I think I, of all the bad Cub teams I watched when I couldn't give away season tickets back in the day when I had them. A beautiful day like you know today. And people like, no, I'm going to go play golf or I'm going to clean my garage. Why would I go sit there and watch that crap? Um and then and we got to get into Jed because oh we will oh we the, will the, the, the line the line you know, he sat there for I'll give him credit and props because Ryan Pace never would do what Jed Hoyer did and Jed knew when a nine game losing streak soon to be ten was coming he was down there to answer questions now I didn't necessarily care for the the answers but but he, he was didn't there. hide no and, and and you know and we can sit here and debate what he said and and we will but at least he was there. Yeah. And that's what you do as a GM president. And Ryan Pace is no longer here, but he was the first guy I've never seen do it and get away with it. Look, and if he, so, look, if Jed gets a little more credit than Ryan Pace, that's fine, but just a little because well, what he had he to say. Up. Yeah, was I, I've got uh, you know we will definitely get into that. We've got Owen on hold talking about uh, Giolito and what he wants to say about Rick Hahn. We'll get back to your phones at 312-332-3776. It's Hanley and Xander on ESPN 1000. We'll be right back. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. 
And you can watch us today and every day on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Brought to you by this, brought to you this week by Alta Equipment. Hanley and Xander here uh, talking baseball, taking phone calls at 312-332-3776. We will get to Jed Hoyer. Brian wants to give him credit for talking to the media, which I do get. But boy, I did not like to hear what he had to say. Oh, no. No. Totally tone deaf. But aren't we used to that here in Chicago? <laughs> seriously. <laughs> seriously. They, it, it's like it's like there are sports executives in this town that just talk over the fans' heads. Like, oh, uh, yeah, we're good with everything. What? What Are you watching something different? What are you watching? Why are you not? Why are you talking to us like we're totally stupid? Well, I mean, and, and the, the the idea, it, just to give you a taste of what he said, that he thought they were competitive before the nine, now ten, just snap. What? what? See, this is what I'm talking. I about. do, but I have a tried and true betting system now, and I shared it on Twitter. And there was, I, I won't say they're competitive. And he brought up one one run games. They're not very good. They're bad, but. They have, I don't know, stumbled into a three-run lead uh, on on more than a couple occasions. And as soon as if they get a one-run lead, I head to my sportsbook app, FanDuel. And if they're up three or four, like they were against the Padres, I I go there and bet because I'll take the Padres. And guess what? Ching ching! I took them on the money line, and that that four nothing game turned turned into fifteen to four or whatever the hell it was. It's as soon as the Cubs get a lead, I bet whoever they're playing. I don't care if it's the Reds. I'll, th- I'll take my chances. And they've got one. They got a, they're a game up on the, the Reds. They've got breathing room. They're not in last place. Well, you don't bet with your heart, thankfully. No. I, I, look, if they want to treat this team like it doesn't matter, then my team that I used to live and die with and, and you know, be crushed over from the Then you're going to make cubs, some money on them. Damn right. If Ricketts is making money, I'm making money, too. <laughs> you had a field day with the Padres I, this past week. I, huh? I, I, I love I, that I attitude. Absolutely did. I love I absolutely that attitude. Did. I, tied, I tied the Padres' money line in-game with some uh, parlays. I made a little bit of money. Now, I'm not betting with both this, but, you know, 25 here, 30 there. Turns into a couple hundred bucks. Brian, and I'll week. tell you something, too. You, you've you got the ultimate plan. I know you're not going to Wrigley Field and sp- nope. or staying in the nope. hotel Whatever yeah, hotel too expensive, Zachary. Yeah, yeah, yeah Zachary. Um, I want to call it the Zephyr for some reason. Whatever that hotel it's is, an old, and it's I said, look, car. <laughs> look, I actually stayed there and I didn't pay for it, and it was nice. But there's no way I'm paying anything to stay in that hotel. So, well, I'm, hey, I'm so, with Yurko. I'm not buying a churro in the ballpark. This is this is what I'm saying. You're making money on the Cubs, and it's you're so not different. spending money. With the Cubs. That is the ultimate fan response to what is happening. Everybody should do it. Someone on Twitter said, you know, because people are saying, I'm still going to Wrigley. I'm taking my kid for the first time. And I can't argue that. I said, and one guy said, I I said, I wouldn't save up. And one guy said, I got free tickets. I said, okay, free is good. Free is good. Well, it's not free once you get in there. No, I know. Sit there for three hours and not get your kid hot dogs and whatever. So. I, I hey, hey, hey look, and, you go get lunch before the game. You you yeah. you, 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 you eat to, a bunch, you know, drink a few yeah, beers, and walk in. But I'm just saying that yep. if your kid wants something while you're there, it's his first time. I get all that. But if it's not your kid's first time and you're just going there because you can't, you know, wean yourself off of Wrigley Field. Some guy said I got eight uh, eight buck tickets on StubHub. I'm gonna say that's eight dollars too much. That's eight eight dollars more. You're not more. wrong. You're not wrong. And yeah. everybody's gonna fan the way they want to. But it, I. I have only this to say, and we've done this on the South Side for years. If you don't like what you're seeing, don't show up. 
don't buy the stuff. Cap had a great, he was losing his mind Wednesday morning. I tuned in on the when middle of Superman his... Superman was better than Batman? No, no, he was just railing on the... I mean, it was after that that terrible loss to the Padres. and Which he was I made just money on. And good for you. And Cap probably is a guy that bets with his heart. I don't know that for sure. But the point is, he was railing on them, and he was absolutely right. If you don't like what you're seeing, don't buy the stuff. Don't go there. Speak with your wallet. That is always the loudest noise to these owners. Owen is in Willowbrook. Wants to jump on an ESPN 1000. Hey, Owen. Hey, guys. You know, obviously, it's the players on the field that have to do the job. Yep. But once again, I point to Rick Hahn on this. Okay. James McGann was Giolito's personal catcher. He's the guy that straightened out Giolito. So they let him get away for a $40 million contract, and we signed Yasmani Grandel, who I think has been a bust. He's not been that great offensively. He's not good defensively. He's hurt a lot. McGann isn't hitting great, but he came out of the central. He knew the batters. He's the guy that straightened out Giolito, and he was his personal catcher. So what do we do? We go out and get his high school pitching coach. Well, here, here look, look, and, and I get what you're saying, Owen, but I will say this. Uh, McCann, uh, he, he was... He was a great defensive player. The Sox were not going to pay him what the Mets ended up paying him. And that's the that's yeah. that's the problem. Got, Whether right or wrong, that's the problem. Right. He got $40 million. Grandel got a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, Grandel has been a bust. Um, Can't argue. And, yeah. and, and, and I can tell you that, and that's because, once again, Kenny Williams, Rick Hahn, loved the guys for the long ball. Defense is always a secondary. Um, guys who make contact. McGann was about the second or third best hitter that year on the Sox. Yep. He was getting a lot. And that of was a big surprise. Hit. That was a big surprise. He was not yes. that guy, and he hasn't really been that guy since. But neither no, not since he got traded. Well, you know, right. you're right. Not since he got traded. Yeah. But but I'll, and then and then again, what about this Moncada project again? <laughs> the guy goes five for five against Detroit, and then he comes back and gets hurt again. This got time to put this guy on the, uh, the IL for a long time. You got to keep Danny Mendick up when when Anderson comes back. Well, as soon and as I'll, Anderson comes back, I think that they will put Mankata on the IL, and I think that they should. Yeah, but or the, 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 and when he hear? recovers, he he should be down. You can't go off of what he did in Detroit and say, "Oh yeah, he's turned it around." This guy, he no. doesn't show up, and especially on day games after a night game. The guy, the guy just doesn't. The guy doesn't perform, and I'm telling you, until he gets down in the minors and learns how to regularly hit. The, I mean, I think the guy's been a bust. I, I, I put so much of this failure on Han that, um, that, that you know, the players are what they are, and you can blame Tony LaRusso as much as you want, but I think Han brought in some a lot of the wrong guys. They overestimated their talent once again. And I, I think it's, and I think we need a major league pitching coach. We were supposed to have our bullpen was going to be the strength of this team going into last year. Yep. Now the back end, it was it hurt. Getting crochet hurt, also hurt. But everybody has injuries. Yep. And and since we brought in cats, that middle bullpen, the, the what you guys were talking about, has been brutal. And I'll tell you the difference between. And I agree with you guys about the Houston Astros. I, you know that the, the, the Yankees got guys that can pound the ball. The Astros grind. They work pitchers. Scary. Those guys, Scary those good. guys, and that was shown in the playoffs last year. And that's yep. the difference between them and the White Sox. The Sox don't have grinders up at the plate. 
they got nothing but free swingers. We're great against uh, four and five pitchers, but when you get it, you get in some of that tough pitching against tough teams. This team shows what their true colors are, and all you got to do is look at their record since the All Star break last year. Great call. Thank you, Owen. We appreciate it. Uh, very well, good insight. Did There's, you? Yeah. Did you see? Did you hear the non-committal answer that Tony gave about Mendick when Tim when TA comes back? Yeah, I didn't like that like, at oh, all. I thought that that like, was oh, as well, obvious you know, he, as the nose on our faces, Brian. No, no, no. He said, you know, oh, yeah, I can't, can't argue with the numbers you just read off to me. Those are really good. Just go out and do it again this weekend. He did not so much as say, oh, absolutely, he's staying, sticking in the lineup and he's going to be out there. But, he right. Just, he just, you know, he just, yeah, you're right. Those numbers are really good. And, and he's he's helped us with 14 RBI in 14 games. But he, there was, he, he didn't even go close to, to committing that. Danny Mendick's still going to be a part of this. Well, thing. I hope Baseball Ops reaches down and says, you yeah. know, you Here's know, Tony, because look, it, when Anderson comes back, supposedly Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Then yeah. you've got, and I know Berger has been a little shaky at third, but I'll tell you something. If there's anybody that's willing to, it, it seems like his attitude is like, okay, let me take ground field, uh, infield every day, yeah. whatever it takes. Right. I will get better. I want to stay here. Right. You have Anderson. And Mendick, for me, is the obvious choice at second. Le- mm-hmm. Leori, play wherever. Just spell relief to people. Though. Let's not lean on him too hard. I mean, uh, you know, uh, in Harrison, <sighs> you know, I, I just wanted him to work out, and he hasn't. Mendick is the obvious choice to stay up. And, and as far as what Owen said, I don't think you can, you can't send Mankata down to AAA right now. No, but here's what you do. You do put him on the IR uh, injury list, yep. I, injury, yeah. IL, and then, oh, he has to have a rehab assignment in the minors. That way, yes. he's, not, yes. he's not embarrassed. And guess what? Maybe that rehab assignment lasts a couple weeks. Yeah, no, you're you're right. There are ways to circumvent that system, and you that would be a good idea. Deshaun Watson, that's what you do. <laughs> yep. That's a good idea. 312-332-3776. Paulie is on the line. We're going to take him after the break, and uh, we're going to get into some Jed Hoyer audio. Jed, willing to speak to the press in tough times, yet (laughs) did we like what he had to say? I don't know. 312-332-3776. Hanley and Xander here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. You can also hear us at 100.3 HD2 and on the ESPN Chicago app. It's Hanley and Xander on a Saturday talking baseball. We eventually get to uh, a little football. Hey, Brian, I, uh, I just got a Fitbit. I know I'm like 10 years too late. But I have a Fitbit and I'm wearing it. And after talking about the socks and what's making me crazy during the break, I just checked my heart rate. It is up. <laughs> I don't. I, you know what? Maybe this is too much information in my wrist. Maybe I don't want to see this. I didn't know Fitbits were still a thing. <laughs> That's a how late ring. I am on it. I've got a mood ring, and every time we talk about the Cubs, it whatever color it's bad. Okay. It's yeah. And good. mood ring. Yeah. Mood rings have been a thing and not a thing seven times. Really? Yes. Yes, I had I one when was... I was in grade school. Yeah, I know. That's what my point was. I didn't know they came back six other times. No, they, they, I think that they did for a time and then went away, then came back and then went away. Fitbit is not a, actually a uh, you know fashion accessory, but insurance companies work, now are to, doling them out. I used to work with someone at another station who had a Fitbit and during breaks would walk around the halls. To right, get to get those in. steps in, yeah. 
Yeah, I was like, really? This is when you're doing it? again? I don't, I, I, I don't know why I looked at it, but the heart rate is elevated, and it's not a surprise. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. I, I butchered that on my tweet, and and I hope they're not calling the wrong number. <laughs> what the number? Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I, I uh, you only have one off. shot once you post it. I'm one. I'm one digit off. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Okay, yeah, got it. Called another number. Yeah, Polly in Lake Forest jumping in here on ESPN one thousand eight. Polly, what up? Hey guys, great show. Thanks for taking my call. What you got? Um, you know, uh, Xander. You know, I'm a bookmaker. I've told you this before. Mm-hmm. And this caller, this caller before me, he made some great points. If merit mattered, okay, take a step back. The Cubs are a minor league team. One of the worst ways to spend your discretionary income, right? Yeah. So I told your your call, and I made this point last night. If we put um, Loyola in St. Louis uniforms and we put Glumberg South in uh, Cubs uniforms and put them at Wrigley Field, people might not show because people aren't showing to the games. But the owners don't care because their new partner is gambling. It's not the player. Salaries are about to take a huge hit. Because the player, the owners don't need these players as much as they think they do. Brian, you made my point. The Cubs are a minor league organization, and you're betting them every day. No, I'm this betting against like, them. I'm betting against them. I don't them. care I'm, how I'm, you're betting it. You're still playing. You're, you're still getting I, involved, right? No, I'm only right. doing it when they t- get a lead. When they get a lead in game, I bet the other opposition <laughs> no matter who. Of it. course, this in-game betting. This is why I'm building mansions in Florida. I can't print <laughs> fast enough. This is like I'm selling cigarettes in the fifties. You got kids. <laughs> I'm not only betting baseball. Not only betting baseball, but I got kids betting soccer at two in the morning. Wow. Kids, saying 20-year-old, 30-year-olds. Like, oh, yeah, like, what do you know about soccer? It doesn't matter. These people will bet anything, and the owners have realized it. Their new partners is gambling. This is not a merit-based thing, and these general managers are just taught how to tap dance around questions because it does not matter. It doesn't matter. It's their new partner is gambling. All sports. Wait till you this era of the $40 million quarterback, that's going to be done soon, too. That's because it's about gambling. Yeah. Well, game ba- gambling. Well, the $40 million dollar quarterback is Tom Brady in the booth when he gets done. So, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Right. True. Right. True. Thanks, Paulie. Well, appreciate thanks. the phone call. You know, it's interesting, uh, Mark, because uh, they're building a sports book at Wrigley. They're going to build, you know, they get they have a sports betting lounge they're going to have up and running at the United Center. They're not going to do it, I guess, at, the, at Soldier Field because they're getting out of there. Um, it, 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 I get Paulie's point. The fact of the matter, though, is, you know, even declining attendance up until this week, it was they were averaging like 30, 31,000 at Wrigley. Mm-hmm. And because their payroll is down more than $100 million, they're banking probably more now than they when they were paying. Yeah, right. We've talked about that. It's just yeah. a solid business decision. But the problem sure. is the entertainment is a sport and the fans want you to win. And when you win, you are usually spending money. Mm-hmm. And this leads us perfectly into uh, Jed Hoyer. We've got some audio on Jed. This is uh, Jed speaking on, uh, let's see. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Sitting in, sitting in the, the dugout before the game, you know, holding court for 33 minutes, and you know, willing to answer all questions. Not the way necessarily hardcore fans want him to answer, but that's his prerogative. And I appreciate that he was there. But he's not working for an owner 
who doesn't want to spend money. So Jed's still talking about building that next great Cubs team. You know, I, I feel like through um, kind of through Friday, Friday's game, I think we battled incredibly well. Um, you know, I think we lost you know three out of four games in extra innings. Um, each of those games, we you know we, we had a, a chance to win, we didn't. Um, and I feel like that, like I really was proud of the guys and, and, and proud of the bullpen, the way, we, the way we battled against good teams. And I think, you know, since that game on Friday, obviously, um, you know, the pen has really struggled. And, um, you know, that's been sort of a de- destabilizing thing for us. And, you know, really up until, up in, you know, through Friday, I think our pen was, was really solid. You know, uh, I don't know exactly where we ranked on Friday, you know, in the National League, but it was, it was certainly, you know, among the top five. And, you know, since then, it's, uh, it's been a real struggle. Uh, it happens. Um, this is happening at the wrong time, and um, we have to we have to figure that out. I think that's kind of the, the majority of the focus, you know, um, trying to get to the bottom, you know, of why why suddenly these guys have uh, have struggled that have pitched so well for us. Yeah, yeah, look, I I would want to be in Jed's shoes. I can't imagine he is uh, you know having uh, can score his job satis you know satisfactory score high. Right now, uh, you know, you're working for an owner that doesn't want to, and we're assuming, but why, I mean, we have every right to assume and all the information we need to assume that he's not being given the tools or enough money to put a team that the fan base deserves on the field. Now, when things were bad and things are not great on the South Side, Han will talk too, and both of them are dealing with ownership that is not willing to do whatever it takes. Well... Tom Ricketts wrote a letter to season ticket holders last October saying we have the resources to compete in 2022 and beyond, and we will certainly do that. You just heard where the bar is right now. Oh, well, we were, we're in close games, and you know, until we had the 9-10 then ten game losing streak, the third one in a calendar year, which is a franchise worst in history, which is saying something, you know, that's where the bar is. Now, he goes on, and we'll hear more from him, yep. but you can't you can't and by the way they're still top five in ticket prices it's not like they with with the decrease in talent and the decrease in payroll they decide to go ahead wait wait you mean to tell me they never cut prices on tickets based on the lack like of talent two, like two percent around the the building <laughs> i mean nothing substantial right right well that was more of a smart ass remark that never that never really happens but the the point being this if, this goes into what I said at the beginning of the show. We have Jed and we have Rick. And we have these guys that are willing to talk to the media. And they have to dance around the obvious. And the bar is lower, especially on the north side. And it's frustrating. So it seems like they're talking over our heads, right? Yeah. And, and we'll hear more dancing after the break because I want to get into it because... Uh, you know, a lot of people who've been covering this team for a long time and seen really bad, you know, and they saw the great of 2016 and that four-year window, whatever it was. But, you know, Jed was like, he almost seemed surprised and almost, um, you know, kind of, um, he was basically surprised that the questions had the edge that they had. And I, 
I mean, like why, Tony was surprised why we dare asked why he walked. Uh, Seriously, you're in a Turner. major. Mar- you're in a major market. You know, you, you we expect better and should expect better. Uh, look, and and part of a uh, main part of Cap's rant. We'll get into the break and then hear more from Jed here on ESPN 1000. The main part of Cap's rant on uh, Wednesday was the fact, and and I totally agree, and I feel for, you know, White Sox are my team here in town, but I feel for Cubs fans because this is Chicago. This is the Cubs. They should never have dropped to this depth of bad. Never. we have a Twitter poll because we have, we have pain on both sides of town. Yes, right? yes, and we'll and we'll we'll get to that after the break. We'll uh, we'll get that Twitter poll out there, and if you want to jump on three one two three three two three seven seven six, Alex in Buffalo Grove is holding. It's Andrew and Hanley talking baseball on the north side and the south side. And we'll hear more from Jed Hoyer talking about the Cubs and his uh, quote unquote rebuild. Don't call it rebuild here on ESPN one thousand. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. I think this at this moment in time, I think, you know, I think we're all, it, it, this is a frustrating moment in time, you know, whether we feel that way in, you know, in a month or in two months, I, I don't know. I think right now, certainly, I mean, listen, I think, you know, the frustration that is in your voice is probably the frustration that is in everyone's voice both over the way we played. Really, I would say, you know, candidly, I, I, like I said, I, I felt like we were battling and really competing um, through Friday. But just to follow to what he's saying, and, you know, without necessarily knowing what the timeline is, does it feel further away than it did when the season started? Um, I think I have a better answer for that later in the season. I think that, you know, I, I don't I don't feel like we've had a chance to really get everyone on, on, on the field and playing, and um, I think I have a better feel for that at the end of the season than I do right now. I mean, I, like I said, I understand why you're asking that question today, but... Um, it's probably a question I probably answer later in the season. No, I mean, like, like listen, I'm not. I, I don't think I'm sure Cody anything. I think that you know, obviously, there's been been real frustrations that you know, um, even when I think we were we were competing and playing well, we weren't winning the games. We were we were losing one run games, and I think a lot of that, at, at, you know, certainly up until Friday was we just weren't scoring enough. We haven't been able to pull out those games, and so yes, I, I don't, I don't, I don't deny that. I, I think from a record standpoint, even before the stretch, we weren't where we want to be. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm not. Sort of, you're asking me to make some pretty global statements based on that, and I'm, I'm, I think maybe later in the season that's the right time, but not right now. <laughs> maybe he doesn't have an answer. Just kicking the can down the road, Brian Hanley. He said the frustration in your voice, and that was Paul Sullivan, the Tribune, wrote a column saying it was him. He said, I love this line in his column. If I sounded frustrated, my apologies to Hoyer, I meant to sound disgusted. <laughs> That is, that is a great line, and and look, you could you could uh, you could uh, substitute uh, the name Hoyer for uh, Rick Hahn. Sure, on the south side. As a matter of fact, our Twitter poll at uh, ESPN One Thousand today: Which Chicago baseball fans have it worse? White Sox fans or Cubs fans? Now, obviously, different problems, but same result. The Cubs team. Let's call them a Triple A team. Whatever. Yeah, you know that you know, and and Jed basically, you know, talking as if they're better than they actually are, and right. you know, it's not totally head in the sand, but it is a bit. And then on the south side, the ridiculous amount of injuries for, you know, all season, and the underperformance, the bad defense, the no offense when we need it. Then then we beat up on the Tigers. We think we think that might every time there's a possible corner turner. 
<laughs> it, it turns out that it's, it's not it. Now, I know the Astros are a tough team. They're the scariest team to me as a White Sox fan. But to get blown out like that, that's unacceptable. So we have different problems on the north side and the south side, but the results are the same. We're not happy. So weigh in on Twitter at, uh, at ESPN1000 or here at 312-332-3776. Alex is in Buffalo Grove, wants to jump in and talk about the Cubs. What up, Alex? You're on ESPN Gentlemen. 1000. Gentlemen, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. So, I'm going to start this off with saying that I'm definitely the most last half full Cubs fan there is. And I, I can find, you know, positive in anything. But I'm really struggling now. Um, I, was, <laughs> a season, I, I was a season ticket holder from 2014 up until this last November when just after reading Rickett's letter, uh, I couldn't find anybody else that wanted to go on my season tickets anymore. So I was, I was kind of out. Um, I was uh, I was one of the World Series ring bearers in '16, uh, and you know I, it, it, it's disheartening because I'm okay with you know mediocrity this year. I'm okay with players that aren't you know superstars. All the guys that we let go last year in these trades, not one of them is really outperforming any of the players we have on the field right now. Uh, Rizzo, Schwarber, a little bit. I mean, again, there's a little bit out there, but not a ton. I guess I'm most disheartened. Because either re-sign Contreras or just stay flat out of dedication is nothing. Contreras is OPS like 924. He's one of the top catchers in baseball. He wants to be in Chicago. Sign the guy, show the fan base, show Chicago that, yes, we don't have a great team, but we do have a superstar catcher. And he actually and wants to be around. here despite the fact that the team is what it is. That's the thing. And so yeah. take care of him. You take care of half. I mean, we've got a couple players around there that, you know, they're not cornerstone, but they're players that could be on the next team that maybe contends for NL Central in, you know, three years or so, if all these prospects turn out okay. So give us something to, to look forward to, and don't go ahead and trade Contreras for more draft picks or more uh, prospects that we're going to play five, six years for. Let, let, let's see what we have with, you know, a couple of these guys when they're able to come up. I mean, Brennan Davis, if he can stay you know, off the injury report, he's a player. He's got a couple of these guys, T. Crow Armstrong, a couple of these guys that they're, they're knocking on the door. You know, let's just see what we have with them. Uh, you know what, Alex? I, I appreciate the phone call. You know, you're right. It, it seemed like in the short term, Brian, to be able to sign Contreras and say, hey, you want to be here, we want you here, that would do well by the fans. But... Are they really concerned? It doesn't seem like they're that concerned about doing well by the fans. It's great that they settled before arbitration on on the you know middle ground, which was obvious. Uh, Jed wouldn't talk about it. You know, Contreras said he's not talking about it because he felt the guys who did talk about it last year did it to the detriment of the team. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, I will be shocked if Wilson Contreras is here after August second, and. Alex is right. I mean, he's the he's the best catcher in baseball right now, arguably. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the offensive. And, you know, they're spelling him, making him DH and not, you know, make, making him go out there every day and call call pitches. So there's no indication that he's sticking around. Right. And the frustration is that when they tanked the first time in the pipeline, just like with the White Sox, you had guys who were excited See, you know, waiting for them to come up. And, and there was an anticipation that they were knocking on the door. There aren't enough, enough of those guys. And, and Morell's been terrific and, you know, he's a bright spot, but they don't have cornerstones. I mean, they really don't have cornerstones right. on this team uh, at Wrigley Field. 
And I would argue there aren't real cornerstones within. I mean, one of their top prospects had back surgery, or uh, yeah, what was it? Um, uh, I think it was back surgery, right? Just uh, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I just that's why Jed wouldn't talk about a timeline. And and Kyle Davidson with he the doesn't Black have Cup an says, answer. You're right. Well, I mean, and because you don't know, nobody right. knows how long. And here's the other unknown: Can Jed do this without Theo? Okay, it's, it was Theo and Jed, not Jed and Theo, right? And Theo was laying in the basket at Wrigley Field the other yeah, day. Jed yesterday. was Robin. Yeah, I mean we don't know. And and by the way, Theo could tell Ricketts this is what we're doing, and had that that kind of power because Tom went out and recruited Theo, and they had an understanding that he was going. Tom was going to do whatever Theo told him he needed to do to 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 win a world and, series. And that's and that's why we ended up getting one, but uh, Theo did leave and you wonder what the story was in the background like okay, they are not going to let me do what needs to be done here. I'm out. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. Or he yeah, I saw the handwriting on the wall that that the the organizational direction was we're we're going to start pinching pennies here. And Jed never got that assurance that Theo got when Theo was you know in New York meeting with Tom Ricketts before he was at spotted at Starbucks in Wrigleyville. And everyone knew he was coming here. Jed, there was no back page uh, picture of Theo walk. There was one Theo walking on Lake Michigan, walking on water. Jed's not going to get that treatment. So I think Jed's a pretty good baseball executive. But fact of the matter is, he's never been in the, the top spot. And he doesn't have that control. And, and neither on the south side does Rick Hahn. And that's exactly. why I brought up earlier, those are tough jobs. Because you know what you want to do, and you may have the capability of doing what what is best for the team and the fans as far as winning goes, but are you allowed to? We'll never truly get, know. Are you allowed I get, to? I get they're well-compensated jobs, but at some point, if you're sitting <laughs> in that chair and you feel, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that people on Twitter felt like Rick Hahn's hands were tied, not just by standing by while they hired Tony La Russa, but that he might have wanted to do more things in the offseason and was told no because Kenny and and, yes. uh, and Jerry are still there. Tough gigs. At some po- tough it, gigs. They're, they're, they're tough gigs to get, but at some point, if you feel you can't be the best GM or president of a team you, you want to be, how long do you sit in that job? Well, and it's like this- anything, right? We know people that sit in high-paying jobs that are miserable, well, but they have enough bills and they live their life and they just won't rock the boat. And then you know other people who are like, I'm not standing still for this. I'm Amen. out. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're up against it. We're back in two minutes. Zach is on the line talking about the Cubs. We'll uh, get to Zach. And uh, we even have more Jed Hoyer audio that we will get to here on ESPN 1000.